MVP, MVP, MVP. No, not you, Patrick Mahomes. Shy Gilgis Alexander after the performance I saw him put up against the Blazers. Really? Wearing a Nurk jersey, I started chanting. That's how good it was. He almost played the equivalent of a perfect game. Would he miss a couple free throws? 13 for 16 from the field. I think he went 0 of 1 from 3, but I don't even think he wanted to shoot it. It was like it was passed to him at the end of the shot clock, so he had to put it up. And 18 for 19 from the free, free throw line. When he missed his one free throw, he knew it too. He wanted that perfect game. And he came off the floor and did this. Oh, <laughs> oh, to all his teammates, put up a 44 burger and took down the Blazers in Portland. Efficiency. That's what I like about it. It's he all about is, volume, shoot the three. It's almost like people forgot about efficient scores that don't have to jack up 25 shots to get 40 points and never go to you. the free throw line. Thank you. So we had a little thing, me and two buddies. I said, okay, we're, you get a franchise up in Seattle. We have three players to start it from anywhere. on Any roster, doesn't matter. It doesn't impact the salary cap, nothing. And the consistent answer was what? Steph, Joker, and Giannis. That was that was consistent. Wow. No Tatum, little, no Luca. Little deviation. Maybe there was Luca, but I sat down and three minutes into that game, I said, "Nope, SGA is on my team." Steph, you're off. See, <laughs> see ya. You're gone. He's that good in person. Yeah. It's just disappointing that he's in Oklahoma City. No one gets to see it. I. The only way I can hear about it is through you because there's no games on TV. And let me give you my, my I mean, I if I had futures money, if this was a stock market, the NBA was a stock market teams, my, my money would be going up. If FGA, SGA sticks around, my money would be on the Thunder. They have great pieces. Giddy's good. Giddy's like European good. Yeah. He's he's like a tall he's got a little donkey in him. You can see the floor really well. Uh and then they got Chet sitting on the sidelines and they got another like seven footer sitting there. I got my boy Williams from Santa Clara too. They had Williams, they had J they had two Jalen Williams, which thoroughly confused yeah. me that night. The kid from Arkansas or Alabama, he's good too. He's gonna be like a ten and eight guy. Second second wave. And the Blazers, I think the reason I was so attracted to the Thunder, and then we can get off this game that I actually saw in person, first NBA game in like two years, so forgive me. But the Blazers were are the same Blazers I've ever always gone and seen. You got Dame. You got Anthony Simons, who is this year's CJ McCollum. And Dame dominates the ball, and Anthony doesn't know where to jump in. And then they got just a leak in the middle. Nurkic wasn't playing, and they had some kid seven footer who was an offensive liability just to try to put some bulk in the middle and when you're playing games to 100 first one to 140 wins you can't have that so yeah the blazers are the same same team that i've seen year in year out i don't know maybe if nurk's healthy maybe no maybe no i don't know they almost have what to just start over like they traded josh hart for cam reddish I like that deal. There's a lot of upside for Reddish. He was one and done at Duke, top 10 player. You almost have to start over with Simon, Reddish, 
Uh, Jeremy Grant, you got that guy, Shaden Sharp from Kentucky. I hate to say it, but you might have to package Dame and just start over because it's like Dame's prime is right now, but the core is so young that they're not going to maximize his window. Shaden Sharp sold like 50 of his own jerseys with one dunk in that game. Like levitated. <laughs> levitated and put down an alley-oop. And I watched like every kid under the age of 13 run, sprint to get his jersey. He is a nice piece. He's a really nice piece. A steal. Uh, if he would have played at Kentucky, he sat out so not a lot of people saw him. Some he had some threes, he was too. a top three pick. But Absolutely. He's, he him, put up he some. Slipped. Yeah. I agree with you. Maybe you should be the GM of the Blazers. I should. I love Let's how we're get into the show. The Super Bowl. Welcome to Big Ben and K-Win on NoFilter.net. Each week, Thursday nights, put it on your calendar. We broadcast live on NoFilter.net. If you miss us, don't worry. Go to NoFilter.net, click on Big Ben and K-Win, click on the vault, watch us on demand at any time. More of a podcast person, iHeart. Apple, Pandora, Spotify, we're everywhere. Download, listen, and subscribe. I'm K-Win, he's Big Ben, and I want to stick with the NBA for a little bit. Ooh, okay. All this trade deadline talk has got me fired up. Like, you always say I'm old and crabby, but I'm really old and crabby <laughs> right now. I'm that old man yelling, get off my lawn. I'm the curmudgeon. And here's my take, Big Ben. We've got to change the requirements and the criteria for GOAT in the NBA. It's got to be a Gen Z version of GOAT. And here are my requirements. Most cities you've played in, most times traded, how many unprotected picks you've been traded for, how many likes on Instagram, how many times you ask and demand for a trade, how many times you give up in the playoffs, how many times you, on paper, have a chance to be the greatest team ever assembled, but it doesn't materialize because you sit out and you complain and you give a little hate speech on the internet. Kyrie's played on four teams now. KD's on his fifth team. LeBron's played on three teams. Where's the loyalty? There's no loyalty in the NBA. You're saying you want an algorithm. I like that. Just put an algorithm in and be like, I like this player. He's, he's stuck with one team. And with that algorithm, I think you'd pick Dame as your as your top player because he's been in, in Portland his entire career. I agree with you. There's no continuity. I think it's a secret scheme to sell more jerseys. Like Amex came out with that trade your, your old jersey and they're getting, you know, they're underwater in that that regard. But I agree. There's There's no continuity. And you know what I thought about this before we came on? It's the same thing I said year after year. It's not the best players on a team. It's the best team. Like, if you look at the Blazers, if you look at Golden State, you know, Golden State's run it with Clay, Draymond, and Steph for years. And, I mean, that's consistency. You know, they know how each other plays. There's no personalities, you know. Um, So I agree with you. We should build that algorithm. Absolutely. And just say this this is our, our favorite player based on consistency, continuity, and you know, someone that just plays, you know, just, I mean, there's not much to them, kind of the old school. Um, so, yes, build your algorithm, please. I'm, I'm all for that. Let's hire a developer tomorrow. Everyone talks about 
MJ, Kobe, LeBron is the GOAT. And then after that, there's a couple others. But I will always say MJ is the GOAT. Like, he's got the titles, he's got the scoring, but he's also, I think it was six-team, all-first team in defense. Like, led the league in steals. Stayed with the same team. Played with Will Purdue and Bill Cartwright. Look at the number of Hall of Famers Jordan played with. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. I think that's it. Uh, Bill Lambeer. Now he can play with Bill Lambeer. But look at LeBron. Ray Allen, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. Same thing with KD. Splash Brothers, James Harden, twice, Russ, Kyrie. Like, maybe I'll add another to bullet to the algorithm. Most Hall of Famers you played with and didn't win an NBA title. Very fair. I, you know what? It's funny you say that because LeBron came out and said, Maybe it's me when Kyrie didn't pick L.A. Yeah. And that could be the case, right? Who do you want to play with? And it's almost like choose your own adventure at this point if you're a high-scale free agent. I'm not happy here. I demand a trade. Well, what are you going to do if you're under contract, right? Sign and trade or something along those lines. But, yeah, the the seeing Kevin Durant, and I have a picture behind me. Kevin Durant start, started as a Sonic. Yeah. Maybe he's played for seven teams now. I don't know if you counted that one. That's true. Add another. But to see him as a Sonic and then just travel around the league and end up with Phoenix, like what's what's the story there? What do you? Why'd you go to Phoenix? I wasn't happy because another guy, one of the best guys on the team, left. So I left. Like, yeah. That's 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 what you're playing towards. I think what you're saying, the league's gotten a little soft. Watered down. Like, listen, everyone can move around. I get it. But I just want that player is like, all right, I'm going to make it happen with my players. But at the first sign of adversity, I'm not going to quit and ask for a trade. I would I would say of, of who would also pop up are two players that are out in Boston, in uh, Tatum and Brown. Now, they've been there for a while. I think they're resilient. They're not – especially Brown isn't – Frills, you know, he just got, gets a job done. Tatum's a little flashy, but two guys you'll see, and they're consistently in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I agree with you. There's transients all throughout the NBA, and there's personalities that are bigger than most. And generally, those teams aren't winning championships, unless it's a bubble and it's a shortened season like we've seen with L.A. recently. These Gen Z peeps, they don't ride bikes. They get electronic scooters. They can't win a championship. They got to play with Hall of Famers. They take the easy way out. They load manage. God, I hate load managers. Yeah. I hate load managers. All right. Do you want to talk about the image? Do you just want to disparage the NBA? That's our segment. That's our segment. But to bring it all to light, I'm just upset because I'm a Warriors fan and the Suns got better. Wiseman didn't pan out. And of all the hype, we get GP2. I love GP2, but he's not going to take the Warriors to the next level. So you're fearful. So I'm just grumpy. You fear the Suns. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. I'm just sense. upset at the Suns, basically. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think the NBA will see towards – as we rip towards the end of the season, like there's a reason Denver is at the top of the West. Yeah. They've had those same players, Jokic, Jamal Murray, Porter, Aaron Gordon for a couple of years. And I don't think 
it's not that the trade deadline is so late in the year that you can't provide some sort of a you know locker where the locker room's all in one. Um, there's a concept. Have you heard the concept of Ubuntu? Doc Are Rivers talked about, about a, ser a server Ubuntu. No, Doc Rivers talked about it. What, something he implemented with like the Celtics that brought them together. Like no person's better than bigger than the other, right? You operate as a team, and there's not that type of. I guess you don't see that on teams where they're bringing in players at the trade deadline, especially big personalities. It's yeah. tough to assimilate as a team when you don't know the personalities, how the player plays, et cetera. So I think teams like Boston, Milwaukee, Denver will continue to show that the team's best team wins out, not necessarily the best players on a team. Yeah. And you've got to know what to do and who you can rely on when you're in the fire. Like this for the Suns, it's championship or bust. And they quickly have to get a team ready to compete and win a championship or the season is a failure. And oh, by the way, CP3 gets hurt every playoffs. Kevin Durant, I read somewhere, hasn't played more than 55 games in three years. He's got the same knee injury. Devin Hamstring, did I call him Devin Hamstring? Devin Booker's about to blow out his hamstring again. So, like, there's definitely some issues around health and defense on the Suns' side. Don't, don't, don't reverse jinx them. Like, don't reverse jinx them into health. I don't think you should fear the Suns. I think the Valley Boys are long gone. I think, uh, I think CP3. And here's maybe we can end here, or you can continue to find holes in the Suns. But I think a lot when you get big personalities, good players. Or players that are carrying some sort of ego with them into teams, they're the first person to point at another person and say, this is why the team stinks. Not me, that person, that person, that person. And especially with non-known commodities. I mean, CP3 hasn't played with Kevin Durant or, or Booker. CP3 is two, what, two and a half years in to his stint with Booker? Yeah. It's 37. You know? And then you have DeAndre Ayton that, you know, if he wants to be a star, he's got to show up. So... There's only shot so many shots to go around, and like I said, Kevin Kevin wants the ball in his hands all the time. Booker wants the ball in his hands quite a bit. CP3 wants the ball in his hands quite a bit. You don't have that same problem in Golden State. Like they know how to operate within an offense. Well, and Aiden, what is he going to do? Slide out and start hitting threes? No, he to get on the ball. <laughs> okay, dude, dude, don't fear no. the Suns. Hey. Last, I got a public service announcement for our listeners out there. I found CP3 cell phone, Chris Paul. I found his cell phone in LA. We need to get it back to him. Chris Paul's cell phone. You know why I know it's his? Why? Because it has no ring. <laughs> not my Jeez, joke. That, that, that was joke. the reverse jinx. You, we could have stopped earlier. That was the reverse jinx. I, I love it though. All right, let's take talk NBA or NCAA hoops. Let's get we it. Could. Listen, this year I don't think I've seen. I use the word transient. I don't see think I've seen a more transient top twenty-five ever, ever. Teams top five now they're you know in the twenties, twenties. All of a sudden they're creeping toward top ten. Kentucky's not even like barely sniffing the top 25. Duke, UNC. It's it's one of these years where I'm looking at 
okay, could it like five, six, seven, eight seed win the tourney? Could we see a, a 12 seed, you know, break into the top final four again? Um, there's not one I team. That's... I was looking at the football poll because I saw Alabama at number one. <laughs> <laughs> but then you saw Purdue and you knew that wasn't the case. So, yeah. But it's it's shown, and I have a theory, and that's that's basically that the NCAA is watered down too. I mean, you see all these teams giving away second round picks like they're free, like they're paper money, and I think it's due to literally what we probably haven't seen the top twenty or top second round pick pan out in the NBA in a long time. Mm-hmm. So you know, we got guys in the G League. I think I looked at the projected top five players drafted um, and only two of them were from NCAA teams. Other two were from G League or overtime elite or whatever it is and the other guys overseas. So there's just so much parity in basketball right now because there's not a ton of really good players, right? So the sum of just marginal players can beat a team of one really good player and you know the rest marginal players. So I'll throw this out. Maybe the reason is it's because NIL money, one and done, you pay for someone to come to your program. He's all about trying to get his before he leaves. And so some of the blue bloods are struggling while the teams are getting better and are playing better because their guys want to work. They want to play together. They're there for multiple years. It's everything that you said about the Celtics, the Bucks, and the Nuggets applies to college basketball because it's just a better team sport. And the better teams win when it's one and done in the tournament, too. So let's see. BPI rankings. Houston Cougars, not really a blue blood. Just that guy flushed uh, Kelvin Sampson, old Cougar head coach. Yeah. Uh, Got a ton of money from some donors. And you got Tennessee, Alabama, UCLA, Texas, Purdue, UConn, Baylor. I mean, still those, those sound names, but it's just flatter. You know, there's not there's not peaks of a few teams that are are steadfast in the top five anymore this year. Gonzaga is like number sixteen. They have two conference losses, which is the first time in gosh knows how long that they've actually had two conference losses during regular season play. Just gives you an idea that you know there's there's good teams uh, down there in like you know your third, fourth, fifth. Big Twelve's crazy, crazy good. That's college basketball. Kansas State, a team I wouldn't tell was in the top five at one point. And I mean, they have three, two good, one, one like probably third to fourth team All American, another really, really good player in Keontae Johnson, and then a, a postman that can stretch. That's all you need is three really good players, really, at this point. And also, you got really young teams, too. Great segue. Here's my three hot takes for the NCAA tournament. Okay. The WCC will get more teams in than the Pac-10. Or excuse me, Pac-12. Let me repeat that. The WCC will get more teams in than the Pac-12. LMU will get in from the WCC. And St. Mary's will go to the Sweet 16. This is the best team that Randy Bennett has had since 2011-2012. That's a good take. 
You want me to banter on that? You're, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Washington beat Oregon last night, I believe. Washington State's put together some wins. Oregon, like it's 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 diluted. You got the two LA schools who are leaving, who have now become the, the blue bloods of the Pac-12. So after that, there's really nothing. I mean, actually, excuse me, Tommy Lloyd's put together a team in Arizona, but nothing in Arizona State. So you got UCLA, USC, and then you got Arizona. So there's your three probably in punch their ticket for the most part. Maybe USC I mean, right right now USC, Oregon, and Utah are all on the bubble. And yeah, Joey I could agree with that. As Oregon and USC is the first two out. So yeah, no, I could see that. I could see us getting three, maybe four. What Pac-12? Pac-12's getting yeah. two. You U.S. So you say UCLA and and Arizona? That's it. That's it. Whoa, no. Nope. WCC is getting LMU, Gonzaga, and St. Mary's. LMU's beaten St. Mary's. They've beaten Gonzaga. They play Gonzaga tonight. If they beat Gonzaga tonight and they finish in the top two and get to the second round of the tournament, LMU is going dancing. Cam Shelton from Riverside, 6'2", do-it-all lefty. Last weekend, put up 31, career high. What did he do against my Broncos a week later? It was like 36. Buzzer beater in Spokane. Cam Shelton is a name you're going to want to hear. LMU, hear them roar. Roar. <laughs> Cam Shelton the, is the C.J. McCollum of Lehigh. The year they beat well, he's, Duke. He's, he's, not, he's not that good. But <laughs> I mean, C.J. beat Duke, and C.J. was dominant at top. 10 pick, I think. I don't know if Cam Shelton, fifth-year senior from Riverside, is going to play in the NBA, but he's really good, and he's balling right now. Keep keep doing it, Cam. Okay, this is when, you know, conference tournaments play a big part, and I agree with you. Um, I love how you're all into the WCC now that football season's over. Yeah, uh, I'm not done. Aiden Mahaney, Campo High in the East Bay, 6'2", guard. Freshman at St. Mary's leading the team in scoring. I think he's leading the conference in scoring. He's a front runner for player of the year. Here's what you're gonna like about Aiden. He reminds me a little bit of a boy up in your neck of the woods, shorter, curly hair, dribbling skills, finish with the left, finish with Luke. the right. I'm talking about Luke Ridnauer. Watch yep. him play. He's crafty, he's great, and he's got the gales and Randy Bennett headed towards the sweet sixteen. You said watch him play. The unfortunate part is I don't stay up past 9 p.m., so I can't catch any WCC back 12 games. But I hear you. No, that's uh, – I saw LMU. I think they – they did they beat the Zags the other night? LMU beat the Zags. Yeah. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, they play them tonight. But you're right. With When you look at those teams on the bubble for the Pac-12, so you said you Oregon, Utah, and USC. USC. Right, and those those teams are going to play each other again throughout the end of the season. All you're going to do is beat each other. If you split, you probably don't go. You got to win both of them to win. That's how it is every year. And then you get you come in as a five seed and you get beat by a twelve, and all the Pac-12 teams go home. Yeah. At, well, outside of UCLA, I'm not sold on UCLA. Like, Who I are you sold wins. on? St. Mary's, Aiden <laughs> Mahaney. <laughs> San Diego State, Aztecs. Those are the two top teams. They'll get the furthest in the tournament. UCLA can't shoot. 
UCLA plays some defense. They're in a lot of games, but they can't shoot, and then no one can get them a shot when they need it the most. They got no bench depth. Bruins, they're gone in the second round. I'm shorting Pac-12. Right, uh, that's WCC. <laughs> I'll give you my money so you can invest it in the WCC too. That's perfectly fine. Uh, quick note: so San Diego State is being looked at as uh, obviously a potential Pac-10 expansion opportunity. San Diego State has the most combined uh, men's basketball and men's football, obviously, men's football uh, wins over the past decade. They tied with Ohio State. Wow. So talk about a program no one talks about, as well as some alumni that come out of there, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, Marshall School. What's that? Yeah, Marshall Falk. That would be a good ad that would be from both the football and the basketball side. I'd yeah. love to go to a away game in the city. <laughs> go <me> too. <laughs> okay, you're big on the WCC. We're both down on the Pac-10 outside of maybe UCLA who can't shoot. Arizona and Tommy Lloyd. Um, they got to rebuild a bit after they saw an exodus from their previous team. One thing we didn't talk about also is the big, I guess, there's unfamiliarity for me across the NCA because of now the, the transfer portal yeah. that has taken place. Like you got kids. There was one guy that was on, I want to say, God, he was a big dude. And he's playing for Oklahoma now. Tanner Graves, maybe. Didn't he start at Eastern Washington? Yes. He started at Eastern Washington. I think him and his brother. And like, yeah. He was all big sky and everything and now he's on Oklahoma State or Oklahoma like you see players and they sit there in these kind of sub power five teams and then go up and play or you see mid-majors then advance to other yeah. teams so there's like guys that you don't recognize on the team same for the Cougs we picked up a few guys I'm like who, who's this you, you just have no consistency in the collegiate ranks either where you don't see guys like Drew Timmy is the absolute anomaly he's been there seven years like you just don't see that either. So until until March comes around, you're kind of befuddled on who's good and who's bad or who's not good. Um, I'll tell of- you who's good and who's bad, but you're right. I was so upset with football and the way the Niners left. I just poured all my energy into college basketball. We got to get to a game then. Um, I've been to LMU before. Great campus. Yeah. Gym's kind of small. Tiny. It's like a high school gym. You can't go to Spokane. No tickets to be had. Um, St. Mary's. Meet in Eugene. Uh, Maybe we go to USD. Maybe we go to San Diego and just not go to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the first half and leave. Yeah. Arrive late. All right. Anything else? Do you want to talk football? Yeah, let me talk. Let's wrap up the NFL season a little bit. KC wins their second in five years. They've been to the AFC championship game five straight years, I want to say, or four out of the last five, one or two. The Eagles, I think they're an up-and-coming team. You made big claims that the defense was so good. Zero sacks. That was the difference in the game. Listen, you know how after the Lombardi's trophies given to the team, 
and like all the friends and family. If I'm Patrick Mahomes, I would have said, get off the stage, everyone. Bring up my offensive line. Bring up their families, because that's who won the game for the Chiefs. Kept it clean, Patrick Mahomes. Um, gosh, you know, I don't know. Everyone wants to call that rep call. I love what the Eagles did and said after the game. They, you know, took accountability on their own. There wasn't one play. I thought about that. I go, what if Harrison Butker makes that field goal in the first quarter? Yeah. We're not talking about that. It's game over. Run out the clock. And then Jarek McKinnon sliding down. The ultimate sacrifice right there. Chiefs did everything right. Eagles defense is good. Andy Reid is just that much better. Like he had two weeks to prepare. He built the scheme. He protected Holmes. Tip my hat to Big Red. Maybe we'll see him in some more State Farm commercials this year. I I love the penning of the mustaches on people. That's a good one. Uh, Going forward. I want to know. Aaron Rodgers and David Carr, where are they going to end up? That's what yeah, I'm I was really just excited about. I mean, what are some off-season storylines? Carr's been waived, I believe. Aaron Rodgers says he's going on a darkness retreat where he's going to sit in darkness for three days and then figure out what he wants to do with his life after the fact. Tom Brady when, retired. When me and you went to the Hamptons, was that considered a darkness <laughs> retreat? We just drank no. until it was really dark outside or... <laughs> I in the pool. Uh, Tom Brady's gone. Uh, the draft's going to play out pretty big for teams like the Seahawks. And then if you're in that top five, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, you know, you probably have three quarterbacks in that draft class that you could probably throw out there in the first, first snap. So those teams that do need one need to make decisions pretty quick. Uh, what else do you see? What's Jimmy G? I want, gonna do? I want to see where Josh Jacobs ends up. He's a free agent. I want to see what's going to happen with Kellen Moore and Herbert. And I want to see what Kyler Murray's going to do back in Arizona. Yeah, there's, I think I, the funny part is right after the Super Bowl, the, the Eagles had their OC and DC both hired as head coaches elsewhere. Um, I guess that's just an example of a good organization. But yeah, there's there's going to be some... Uh, the draft, I think, is going to be crazier this year than it has been in... You know, because we've seen... You know, anytime you, you have someone like Brady leave or uncertainty with Rodgers or things like this go on, like, you can't be sitting at the table without a quarterback at the end of the day. Yeah. I think people are going to jump jump pretty high for, for quarterbacks. And which is going to push those defensive players, um, hopefully, down to the Seahawks. We'll take Geno for another year. I think the Jets are going to be big because I think they're going to either go after Carr or Rodgers, and it's just going to cause a shuffle of like trades and draft picks and who's going to go where because it's it, it's Geno, it's Jimmy, it's Carr, it's Rodgers, I think Sam Darnold's a free agent. I think your boy Baker Mayfield's a free agent. Uh, and there's a couple other. Oh, Lamar Jackson's a free agent too. If Baltimore doesn't sign him, yeah, it's going to be a um, quarterback. Uh, like, uh, what's that? What's that? Um, 
game where you walk around musical chairs, maybe quarterback chairs. musical chairs for sure. Go back to the Jets. So I'll, I watched them this year. Mike White obviously isn't the most prolific passer of all time, but yet he produced wins on the Jets because they have a pretty good defense. Yeah. Like if I'm You've the got Jets, good receivers just, too, and they got exactly. Bam. I just get someone that can throw the ball really well. Joe Flacco put up like 350 to 400 yards the three weeks he played. Like Mike White, maybe that's your backup QB. I move on. Like I move on quickly from uh, like very quickly. I just say with the personnel that I have, the like 14 pretty decent receivers I have, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, you know, and then you have Brees Hall coming back. And then bam, bam, like you have a pretty good, just get a guy that can manage a game. So you is know? Zach Wilson just your backup quarterback? Or do you figure out I how think... to hire a lawyer and <laughs> yeah. get out of that contract? Breach a, breach a contract. Somehow figure out that he, you know, went to the wrong esthetician or something. And that <laughs> broke his contract. I think the Jets are an interesting team, to be honest, up and coming. And I think the Bills... I don't think that window's closed, but with the Jets getting better and the Patriots just having a phenomenal defense, like that division's going to become tougher. And Miami. Tua. Tua time. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Who knows how much tread? Because it's a passing league, and I feel like he's an old school back, like Chubb and what's his name? Derrick Henry. So, like, what team is going to want a running back that they're just going to hand the ball off 35 times. Tell you who could use them is the Bills. Like I've said this, Mr. White and Singletary are both kind of slash backs, not really like, you know, dependable four or five yard guys. It's kind of, they're outside the tackles. Like get someone that can eat the clock for you and keep your defense off the field. That's what Buffalo needs. Let's see. Hot take. Okay. I can see Jacobs in a. Can you see Jacobs in a Buffalo Bills jersey? Maybe. I could. He looks really good. In, I like the black and silver though. Yeah. There's right. no way oh, McDaniel's is signing him. He's gone. Who, he doesn't fit who, into a McDaniel's offense. Yeah, I even know. He's not bad. They got like two but guys. But look at the running backs in New England. It was like James White, and I don't even know. It was just all people that Brady could check the ball down to. Yeah, but who's your quarterback? <laughs> who's checking the ball down? I mean, Rodgers could go there. Devontae Adams, his buddy's there. Yeah, I, I like think Devontae Devont- Adams saw real quick, once Carr's not coming back, maybe I can get my other best friend, Aaron Rodgers, to come back. Hey, he, hey, he is going on a darkness tour for it. He's living in dark. It is black. It is silver. Oh, What's maybe that here? was his cue that he's going to Vegas. Ooh. We just solved the riddle, Aaron. We'll see you in Vegas. Love it. All right, Big Ben K win. Nice work today. Great work. You're phenomenal. We'll do it again next just... Thursday. <laughs> same time, same place. At Big Ben K win underscore. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Also, download, listen, and subscribe. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, and more. Nofilter.net. If you want to see our ugly faces each Thursday night, we broadcast live. Boom. Chinese government's also looking at our ugly faces thanks to TikTok. Boom.